0: Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Oil Food Basics Discover Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Craig, and this is the podcast where we try to learn something new about our incredible industry on every single episode. And this is another episode I'm particularly excited about. Uh, We had a, a gentleman named Eric Dillingham reach out to me a couple of weeks ago, probably at this point, and say, hey, uh, I want to I talk about cementing. I think this would be valuable um, to your, to the listeners. And he's, he's been a listener for a while now, the podcast as well. So love him when we get a guest that is, is also a, a good, faithful listener. We've had a good number of those recently, actually. But he'll be talking about cementing today. So everything pretty much from you know, preparation of the job all the way through mobilization and, and pumping and everything kind of from more of like a surface operational perspective. Um also gonna be talking about maybe some uh, troubleshooting, uh, different types of, or classes of cement, and uh, different job types, different types of, of cement that we'd be pumping, and, and so all around uh, a pretty good uh, good uh, starting point for the cementing world. We're probably not gonna to get too much into the design uh, from an engineering perspective, because um, that could be a whole other episode in and of itself, but definitely, definitely with an operational eye, that's kind of more of his background, but definitely looking forward to this content, and uh, before we dive into that, uh, this one, I don't really have anything too specific, again, uh, about um, update in terms of oil flow basics wise, but I do just want to just casually mention uh, for any, any uh, anybody who's um, <laughs> tied to a company, which I guess probably everybody, <laughs> uh, but you know we're, we're beginning to casually kind of start looking for a sponsor, and I think I mentioned it way back in another episode a while back, but uh, we're just, again, kind of just casually looking for someone if the company's actually interested in, you know, likes what we're doing, wants to get their, their name, their brand associated with what we're doing and potentially help us out uh, to achieve some of the the future goals and stuff that le- that we would like to to reach as we continue to grow and expand. Uh, please definitely get in touch with me. Uh, we'll definitely uh, take you know have those discussions and uh, see where it goes. Uh, so like I said, not not too much into a, a big rush at the moment, but just kind of want to begin looking for that that right partner as as we continue to, to grow this podcast. So definitely uh, in the last couple of weeks, as everybody's been reaching out to me and, and everybody's been wanting to come on as as a, as a, um, a guest, it seems like I'm getting couple of those a week at least. So that, that's sh- telling me that it, it's growing at a pretty good rate and I can see it in the numbers as well. So we're probably going to hit a milestone before too awful long uh, in terms of our downloads and stuff. And you'll know it when we do, <laughs> but uh, definitely wanted to kind of throw that out there uh, for anybody who would be interested or, or maybe uh, your company would be casually mentioned to them, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, w- with that said, I don't have too much to announce other than uh, when I was actually looking up some background stuff on cement for this podcast, uh, look like uh, a lot of the, the big companies here are kind of posting a, a good uh, second quarter earnings. Just just uh, heads up. We're not really a news, or this podcast isn't really for news, but uh, I just happened to, to notice this in passing just right before we started recording this. Exxon Mobil, $3.1 billion. Uh, EOG, $848 million. Uh, Oxy second quarter 635 million, so must not have been too bad of a uh, of a uh, quarter for oil and gas. But so we'll, we'll see how the the third quarter goes for everybody. But uh, just just heads up on that, just that was the cool news. I just just happened to notice. Um, yeah, <laughs> with that said, uh, not going to stall out too much longer. Eric's on the phone with us. How you doing today, Eric?
1: I'm doing well, Derek. How are you?
0: <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I'm actually a little paranoid at the moment. I uh, just FaceTimed my niece before starting uh this podcast and uh she just casually like straight out of a horror film right she's like there's somebody behind you <laughs> and uh you know, obviously I, i'm home alone and that just kind of so a little bit on guard so just a little funny story there but, uh, but yeah not not too bad besides that i guess <laughs> but yeah so you got a lot of uh, a lot of background with uh in, in, in cementing in, in in that world so you have had what we about 15 years or so in this
1: Yes, sir. I've got uh, just a little over fifteen years of a uh, of, of cementing experience. I've got, you know, I've got some some frac experience and coal tubing. You know, just some just some other little things thrown in there for flavor. But mainly my <laughs> experience is, is cementing. So you know, I've I've done offshore uh, a little bit, but mainly just land based. You know, West Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and uh, East Texas.
0: Gotcha. Got uh, believe- Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana, was, and Arkansas was most of the uh, onshore stuff. Was that the unconventional?s Or like horizontal wells? Or is that uh, <laughs> well, a little bit of a it, mix or what?
1: And it, it's funny when I when I when I first started doing it, uh, I first started seeing back back in two thousand three. Uh, so actually, yeah, I'm coming up on sixteen years.
2: The the uh,
1: the unconventional?s were just that they were unconventional. It was very 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 seldom to ever see a a horizontal well they were all you know 12,000 foot straight verticals yeah um and and it was you know 2009 uh 2010 era is when you started to see more and more horizontals but that we still dealt with a lot of um um you know vertical wells uh conventional wells and um and now it's now uh, the unconventional well is your conventional well. It's it's very seldom you ever see um, uh, vertical wells, you know, to, <clears throat> to to completion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now you said that you had like twelve thousand foot vertical wells. Where was that at?
1: Oh, um, right around right around here in East Texas, where I live uh, in the Kilgore area. I mean, we we had several customers. You know, we had customers like in troop around Tyler and. You know, uh, up around Gilmer and everything, uh, huh. but uh, and and this this is mainly in the in the you know anywhere between eight thousand feet to twelve thousand feet. That's the Cotton Valley and and the uh, and the, the Haynesville Shell.
0: Oh, okay, but, um, gotcha. Yeah,
1: now, now now they're now they're popping wells down around the San Augustine area to, you know, going going down to 12,000 12, uh, 12, to thirteen thousand. Uh, ver- uh, total vertical depth oh, wow. and punching all the way out, and punching all the way out to uh, twenty four thousand feet total 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 measured depth.
0: Oh wow! So they're still going yeah, horizontal right. even that deep.
1: Oh, they're they're yeah, they're uh, your your total vertical depth is is around twelve thousand feet, and they're 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 going another twelve thousand feet past that. And I mean, oh man, <laughs> they, they, when when they when they start running cases, it, it, it takes about two two and a half to three days to, to oh, get to the bottom.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that's that's really deep. <laughs> and yeah, whenever it's, it's whenever it's someone talks about depth of well, typically I am thinking vertical depth, right? So whenever people say you know, even if they're referring to a horizontal well as, as being deep just seven thousand feet down, and even if it's a real long lateral, but I mean the, the twelve thousand vertical depth is even more impressive to me in my mind of oh, yeah. just the the challenges with that and the, the just the amount of pressure. I'm sure they have down there and temperature too. So whenever that comes back to cementing, I'm sure that makes your guys's jobs pretty interesting on, on that type of, of a of a well.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we're you know we're we're constantly seeing pressures um, when we when we go to actually bump the plug. I can expand on that. Um, later, um, of around 8,000 PSI, you know, upwards of 9,000 PSI and, and, and downhole temperatures in this, in this area range from, you know, 250 degrees to, uh, uh the hottest I've seen was like
0: 360 plus degrees.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty warm. I'm pretty, I'm warm. In, I'm in pretty hot. Yeah,
0: almost <laughs> as hot as West Texas, right? <laughs> that's probably what all the uh, uh, Texas guys are thinking. <laughs>
1: No, I, I mean maybe maybe surface wise, yeah. What's what's funny is when I when I worked out <laughs> West Texas, um, yeah. You know, the the your your average downhole temperature was you know 170 to maybe 200 degrees. So, I mean, still hot, but not. Oh not, yeah, yeah. Not bo- not boiling the water out of sand and di- dehydrating it hot. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I was I was talking about surface for sure because anytime you anytime you get a you work with a guy from you know Texas and, and any of these other basins, right? You can never never complain about the heat. <laughs> it always gets back to uh, you know, the Texas heat being the you know the most superior. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, it's 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 been brutal these past few weeks.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I've got a few friends down there. And I've I'm, seen the Snapchats. It's been a, in a hundred teens. Right? It's crazy.
1: Yeah, this, this fat boy is ready for winter, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, bring it down to, what, the 70s down there?
1: <laughs> right. Well, our, our version of winter is maybe 40 degrees. We right. might might get sleep for one day. Yeah, but and And that's, that's the other thing. Is it, is it, can get kind of, it can get pretty cold down here, but it doesn't last very long,
2: so. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one nice thing. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so you've had uh, 20 years, roughly, you said, in the, in the oil field and um, – Work for a pretty prominent um, company in, in, this, in this realm for anemone. We're not going to mention, obviously, for this, for this podcast, but just to kind of further prove right. up your background and, and why you're a great guest for, for this topic. But, yeah, so that's kind of um, anything more in your background or you just kind of want to dive into uh, cement?
1: All right. So oil field cementing, in, in, in simple terms, is zonal isolation. You're 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 trying to you're trying to isolate uh, different different gas zones. What what have you? Um, you're trying to protect um, freshwater tables when you when you drill your surface casing. That's what the surface is there for. It's it's one barrier of protection to protect freshwater tables during the drilling process. It also provides the foundation for to continue drilling the well. Then um you know after after you after we've cemented the uh, the the surface casing which we you we have to have cement brought back to surface to know that we've got cement to surface you know because like I said water tables are are you know extremely critical mm-hmm. especially in the Texas area where where we've got you know freshwater zones as shallow as ten to twenty feet underneath wow. the ground I mean we got very shallow uh, uh, water tables um, but we're still setting surface casings between three to five thousand feet just because you know
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that's 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 what the operator wants to do um even even after we've gotten cement to surface we we may even have to um do what we call top out where after we've pumped the cement displaced it everything looks good customer may say now we're going we're going to go ahead and top it out that's where we um, run little one-inch tubing down the down the annulus of the casing and the wellbore itself, and then we'll pump some, you know, 15, 6-pound uh, cement, about 20 barrels of it, and, you know, and, and leave it at that. That way it provides a little bit more, a little bit more compressive strength and, mm-hmm. and whatnot.
2: Is that pretty
0: much the a, a top, top fill?
1: Yeah, it's basically okay, the top gotcha. fill, you know I mean? It, 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 it all depends on what the customer wants to do. If, um, I mean, customer may say, nah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it as it is. Cause the it's sitting right there, if you get cement surface and it falls, you got to top it out. I mean, it's
2: because yeah. we're,
1: we're also in Texas, we're, we're, we're regulated by the Texas railroad commission. So I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, that they, they kind of get the uh, final say on the, on, on how we uh, kind of do things a little bit, you know? Right. right.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: that's probably it. A... That, that one yeah that's probably a good uh, thing to mention too just in general for, for this episode right it, it's always going de- right. to depend on you know obviously what your operator wants and then what your service company can provide but especially all that's going to be governed by whatever regulatory body you're under um so typically that correct. being the, the state and that's going to be different um, state to state
1: that's correct um i mean as far as as far as like louisiana goes i don't know what the the regulatory body is because i know in texas we fill it will we'll fill out whenever we do any kind of cement job whether it's surface you know any primary job or remedial job we've got to fill out a w-15 the you know identifying what we've pumped how much we pumped and what kind of additives were in the cement and that, that's that's for the texas railroad commission oklahoma they they have what i think is called a 1003 and it's basically the same thing that in Louisiana they don't have that. So I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is some kind of regulatory body, but I don't—I've never yeah. had to deal with it over there. So,
0: gotcha. You know. They may—they may just be pretty lax. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. I haven't—I haven't, I haven't yeah. done anything in Louisiana, so I can't help you out there.
1: <laughs> and, and 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 offshore, offshore is a whole other beast. So, oh
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're
1: you're you're, ta- you're you're talking federal at that point, you know. And and I don't even want to go into that one because. Well, one, I don't really have a whole lot of experience offshore, so yeah, <laughs> I, I went out there a few times, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, it's probably changed since then, <laughs> too. So, oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, uh, there's 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 two types of cement jobs. You got you got primary cementing, which is you know your surface casings, your intermediates, your production, any any kind of casing pipe job. That's the you know the primary focus of the well itself you know
2: okay.
1: um mm-hmm. you know they they we drilled surface set the surface casing then then they drill a little bit deeper and they want to they want to run an intermediate casing, provide more more barriers of protection and whatnot Zo- like i said zonal isolation um and you know we'll, we'll we'll pump cement for that you know and sometimes we may bring it to surface sometimes we won't you know basically just just enough to get the cement to the a little bit past the bottom of the uh, surface casing
2: because
1: mm-hmm. um, like I said what you're trying to do is you try at that point you're trying to prevent gas migration and communication between zones and things of that sort and then mm-hmm. you know the production and all that um, and production casing is obviously like like any other cement job but these are very very critical because you the the cement that you pump that is what's you know, it's a, it's preventing gas migration, but you're also going to be fracking through it. So your, your, your production cement really has to be on point.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. To,
1: definitely.
2: You know, yeah. It's a, it's, you
1: see where I'm going with that one. Yeah. That definitely can
0: make or break your, your well. And even, even the, the other, other strings, right? Anytime you, you run casing and, and cement, they're going to do, um, an integrity test, right? If, if you're continuing to drill past that section, right? I always have to test that and make sure that the previous section you just drilled is, is providing the, the stability and, and actually isolating, like you just said, uh, zonal isolating, Correct, yeah. actually isolating off that, yeah. that zone. And, and another thing you, you hit on too, I just want to make sure everybody um, understands too, is not always are you filling all the way up to surface. So like your surface casing, um, that's like you said, that's typically always uh, coming back to surface to protect the groundwater. Uh, from that point Almost. on, you're not always bringing it back to the surface. It might just be inside the shoe, or it might be like a thousand foot above the the shoe, or be, where your last string ended, basically. Um, and that can be that's kind of operator preference, and also again regulatory. But um, sometimes, like you're talking about with the migration and stuff, sometimes if you don't go all the way to surface, you're, you're leaving yourself room to maybe be, come back in and mitigate that issue, or maybe leaving more options. And then I don't know. Uh, sometimes maybe if you do go to surface, maybe you wouldn't have. As much of an issue with migration, but there's a you could debate that back and forth. There's a bunch of uh, camps of uh, of view on, on on where your cement should lie.
1: <laughs> Correct, and uh, it, it, like 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 you said as well. You know, it's it's it, it's all up to customer preference. Well designed th- mm-hmm. things of that sort. You know I mean. But but for the you know you know for the most part, yes, they they, they want to get cement at least a thousand, two thousand, three thousand foot up into the, up into that previous string of casing and, and, you know, and go from there, you know, um, now, uh, apart from primary cementing, which is the moneymaker, you've got remedial cementing and, and that is, you know, anything from, you know, setting a, a kickoff plug, um, to, you know, your, your squeeze work to plug to abandon, you know, um, um and, and pretty much any, any any other kind of cement job that is not, you know, uh under the under the under the uh yeah. not the a umbrella of, yeah. of <laughs> right. yeah. you know, re cementing and everything. You know, yeah, that's that's basically a pipe job, but that's still considered a remedial job. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean still 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 just as still just as important as, as 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 any other kind of job. I mean your 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 kickoff plugs are are, are Low volume, usually about 30 to 50 barrels. You know, it's usually uh, a heavyweight cement, which is harder than af- after it sets up, it's, it's harder than the uh, surrounding formation. Makes a good kickoff point so they could drill the horizontal. Or actually, if you got like tools hole, they got stuck and they, they couldn't fish them out, like in the previous episode um, with the, the yellow jacket guy. Um, oh,
0: yeah. The, the, the pipe recovery?
1: Right, you know they will. We'll, we'd set a set a little kickoff plug right there, and they'll actually deviate around that around that uh, that fish that they couldn't get, gotcha. and continue on with the well. You know, um, or if if it's going to cost more to deviate and things like that, and that's they may decide to go ahead and plug and abandon, and that's basically you're just setting you're setting plugs, uh, a certain number of plugs depending on the regulatory body and the customer. And you're you're literally just doing that. You're setting cement plugs every 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 um, you know wherever they wherever they want them set at. And like I said, that's that's zonal isolation. And you're and you're just abandoning the well. And you're gonna you know mm-hmm. either move Definitely. over or right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you know. It's, and bend that project. Let's try again somewhere
0: else. Yeah, yeah. And those are those are the bad calls. That's when you get you know your BHA stuck. It's multi million dollars, and then you're <laughs> hopefully had insurance on it, right? And all this, all this uh, crazy bad days. But um, one thing I just want to point out with um, as you were talking and just using the the language of plugs, uh, point out for my listeners. Also make sure I'm on the correct page with this. Um, plugs it can be kind of used a couple different ways in our industry obviously so typically i guess if you're not in the drilling world typically a a plug would be like a a composite bridge plug or something like that um physically some of them are retrievable um but then this is this is cement plugs right and is it just you're literally just pumping basically like a a slug of cement in a sense on over a particular zone and then uh plugging it off yeah i mean you
1: know well well though. Sometimes they'll set a little cement retainer, and we'll just set a plug right on top of that, and 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 seal off the the zone down below that. And then, you know, if this is a plug to abandon, they'll 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 come up, so you know they'll they'll come out of the plug. They'll circulate for a while, and depending on which, how many plugs, and which plugs they they need to actually tag with the with the drill pipe or whatever pipe whatever pipe the the work string is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, how however long it takes, you know. Depend depending on the blend, you know, it could take anywhere from three to six hours before before they can actually go in and tag it. And if they can tag it then we'll just start setting plugs after that, you know. But I've I've been on some plug some some plug to advantage where where they want where they want to tag every single plug. So that lasts about a week. You mm-hmm. know. You know, the, the, the last any, the, those kind of jobs last anywhere between you know three three days to seven days you know um de- depending on how many plugs you guys set and I've, I've been on some some plug to bands where they where we didn't have to tag any of them because they were still so shallow we just had to had to had to set them and you know 24 hours later we're rolling off location after setting four plugs and um and and customers happy and we, we, we can go home and go to bed gotcha
0: yeah and another thing i want to kind of hit on while you're talking about kickoff plugs and kind of the, the remedial work here or, or like your P plugging uh, a um whenever you're doing let's just stick with kickoff um plugs are you um running in with like your drill pipe and pumping your your cement through that um just in that zone that you're trying to um create the, the kickoff plug or is, are you actually still dropping it or pumping it uh, from uh, through the casing or through the the open hole.
1: Uh, we're we're at where you are actually using the um, the drill pipe, the work string, and nine times out of ten, when we're setting any kind of plug, they'll they'll have either two and three eighths tubing or two and three or two and seven eighths tubing on the bottom of that drill string, you know, a couple hundred feet, which is basically just like a stinger or a tiger's tail, whatever you want to call it, and that is what we'll actually be sitting inside the plug after we've, after we've balanced it out. Cause that's it. You know, that's, that's another thing I forgot to mention is that, you know, you're, when, when you're, when we talk about plugs, we're usually talking about balanced plugs. We will, you know, the, we will pump our, our spacer ahead, you know, however many barrels Then we'll pump our cement, then we'll pump that, the, that same spacer However many barrels, whatever the volume needs to be, and then we will displace it with the, you know, whatever kind of mud they've got in the hole, you know, the, the active system, the Mm -hmm. active drill mud. And what, but you've got to calculate, the supervisor has to calculate how many barrels of spacer and, and mud needs to be pumped to basically balance it out where, where you're going to have the same, um, you're going to have the same, um, vertical height both inside that work string on and and on the annulus you know so i may pump 10 barrels of spacer ahead then i'll pump my 30 40 barrel cement plug but uh, to reach the same height level i may you know i only need to pump two or three barrels of spacer behind that then displace it with mud because you know um volume differences between the, the your mm-hmm. your work string and the annulus and the inside of your work string
0: gotcha and so with that with the stinger as you called it the 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 tubing on the end I assume you're not leaving that down hole right so no, no okay it,
1: it's attached and, and then w- once once you've once you've um, once you've reached balance and everything you've got no flow back or anything like that we will like when we're displacing it we may actually cut the uh displacement back by like a barrel so so we'll we'll under displace it by like about a barrel that way it's still kind of falling a little bit okay and when the when the rig starts pulling pulling uh pipe out of the ground they go to start racking back at the derrick they're not pulling out a wet string you if you over displace it the, the hydrostatic weight of the of the semen on the angles is actually going to push back inside that pipe youtube on you mm. and you're going to have some very angry
0: rig hands. yeah i know what it is about them that don't like to pull wet strings
1: <laughs> i know right especially right. in the winter
0: Come yeah on. <laughs> yeah i, I would inconsiderate?
1: consider but, it yeah <laughs> you know and 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 the one of the one of the things that i've I pointed out when I when I did supervise, I would make sure, hey, don't pull that don't pull that uh, drill string too fast, or you'll siphon that that plug right out of the hole.
2: Mm. You
1: know, when, when 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 with that with that uh, tiger tail or what, whatever work string we've got in there, if it's sitting in that cement after we balance it out, and they pull too fast, they'll pull that plug right out of the hole with them. Yeah, so, I mean you've got to slowly take it on out, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to flash that on you. If it does something, something yeah. went wrong. You
0: know? <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> we've got,
1: we've obviously. got bigger problems
0: at that point. So. Yeah. And then the other thing <laughs> on uh, remedial uh, work that you mentioned was, was squeeze, squeeze jobs, basically. Um, I've seen that. I mean, so this, especially whenever you get you know something wrong with your, your primary cement job and you come back in and fix it cause you can't maintain integrity, especially if it's on your production string and it's in your lateral, and you're getting communication between uh, zones that you're fracking, right? That'd be a, a pretty, pretty bad day. That's a, you can't really continue with the frag or It's not going to be near as good of a, a job. So sometimes that's, um, where you'd have a, a squeeze cement job come in, right?
1: Correct. I, well, I mean, I mean, and, and the thing is a sque- uh, squeeze cementing is such a broad term. Um, cause it, you know, in my eyes it is anyways. Um, it, it could be an issue that you've had during during the primary cementing job, like you mentioned, or you know, just you know, the the well may be old, but mm-hmm. you know, and so you've got a hole in your casing, so you're 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 getting communication, you're getting lost production, so the you know they'll bring in a rig and whatnot, and they'll figure out where that hole is at using dark magic and whatever, <laughs> you know. That, Cause by the time I get, by the time we get called out there for that, they already know where the hole is at. They're, they're ready. They're ready to, they're ready to pump. They've got a, a retainer down home. They've got a packer set just above it. And, and then we'll just, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll pump <laughs> semen into it. And, I think, and the, I think the black magic is uh cement and bond logs that you're <laughs> referring to. Just right. wire line stuff. Yep.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think they're trying to work against me. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, you know, uh, a uh, buddy of mine was telling me that um, he's he's actually a consultant out there in West Texas, and he was telling me of a of an issue where, where they were having um, had communications between zones, and and we were just talking about the the squeeze job that he was going to be going to be there for, and um, but yeah, you, you you'll like I said, you'll have a communication between between, you know, your 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 intermediate casing, and your production casing. Like I said, the, the rig will find out where that hole is at. We'll come in there and we'll either do a, a braiden head squeeze, bull head squeeze, running squeeze, suicide squeeze. I mean, there's there's different ways. To, there's different – yeah there's there's more than two ways to skin a cat, basically.
0: Yeah, what's the the uh, major differences between – I mean, you don't have to go too crazy in depth because we got a lot of other stuff. But uh, is that just the, the, the method of which you're injecting it um, or is that the method of which you're – like, what's the, the big differentiations?
1: Yeah, it's it's mainly mainly injection and everything. Um,
0: you know, a Braden head
1: is basically you're going to set up. You're going to there's there's no packer, so what we'll do is we'll basically set a balanced plug, and they'll they'll and it's, it's going to be something small. You know, usually about five to ten barrels. They'll they'll pull up just to, you know they'll pull up a little bit. They'll close their their annular BOPs or they'll just close their BOPs, and then we'll just actually start pumping into it and trying to squeeze it into the uh, into your your lost circulation area, you know, lost production area. Uh, bullhead squeeze is, will um. They'll have that cement retainer, then they'll have a packer, and we'll actually, we will actually pump fluid. We'll will will pump cement to the end of that pipe. Then they'll sting into that packer, and then the, we'll actually bullhead that cement into into that hole. Mm-hmm. And what what you're trying to what you're trying to what you're trying to achieve when you when you when you squeeze is you're kind of want you're wanting to see that pressure climb and then you know if we're gonna hesitate on it where we're where we're actually leaving cement sitting static in the pipe you know we'll, we'll sit there for you know five to thirty minutes watching what that pressure does
2: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and um you know if it falls off too fast we we'll, we'll you know, if we've got like five or six barrels left in the uh, in the in that in that work string, we'll we'll try it five or six more times. If it continues to fall off, then we know we can't get a good squeeze. Now, if we you know we we pump a couple barrels and we leave that five to six and five to six barrels in the uh, pipe, and we're seeing good pressure climb, and we're shutting down. We're we're hesitating on it. We don't see it drop off too much. Well, we'll try and pump another barrel, see what that pressure does, and that will determine if we're if we're getting a good squeeze. If it's if it's basically getting to the point where we can't pump anything else into that lost production area, we know we we know we've got a good squeeze, and they'll they'll pull out of the uh, they'll sting out of that packer, reverse out, or pump it out, however they however they want to do it, and you know let let it sit there for about twenty four hours, and they'll they'll come back in, and you know. Sacrifice a goat over a copper bowl and continue their black <laughs> magic and and get and get the well back up and running.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you kind of went into this because I, I was always thinking uh, with a, with a squeeze job, it was always basically through casing or, or something like that. But I didn't, I didn't even think about the open hole applications. But th- that's pretty cool. And, and my 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 last question I have on this, at least right now, is. Um, how do you make sure that you're not like, whenever you're doing a squeeze job, right? You to make sure you're, I assume your, your volume is is roughly what you'd be injecting because in. you don't leave any in, in the hole, right? So, but I'm sure that's not a exact known figure of how much volume you're going to need, right? So, how do you make sure you don't leave any in the hole? Is it you just circulate out what you don't use or what? You're you're
1: gonna you're gonna you are you are going you are going to you do not want to leave any in your work string. You're gonna you're gonna leave cement right there underneath that packer and on top of that retainer. And the and the rig will just will just drill that out. Oh, gotcha. What's, what's actually inside the casing itself? You're, okay. you're basically putting you you're basically putting a patch over over your lost production area and everything. Gotcha. It's basically it's it's basically a high tech band aid. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you for for clearing that up. <laughs> what's up? But yeah. Um. Well, one thing we definitely we haven't hit on yet. Um, was just uh, d- general uh, classes of cement, just kind of the main, uh, the main <laughs> composition, I guess, of, of of cement or the different types. Can you kind of hit on that?
1: All right. So there, when when people when I mention the word cement, you know, you you're, you're going to think, you know you know like a sidewalk a concrete sidewalk and everything well there's there's a difference between cement and concrete um concrete is cement with aggregate and and it's basically used for construction you know um oil oil well cement is just that it's it's cement with additives there's no aggregate in it you know it's 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 a smooth fluid stuff like that. I mean, it's abrasive, but you know what I mean? Uh, there's no rocks or anything in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> um, where construction concrete is used mainly for tensile strength and, you know, you know, uh, weight support and things of that sort. Um, oil, well, cementing oil filled cementing. We're trying to achieve, uh, compression strength, uh, compressive strength. Um, Provide a good bond against the, against the, uh, on the casing itself and the well bore and isolate zones and things of that sort. You're, you're, you're trying to make a seal is what you're, is what you're trying to achieve with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's multiple classes of, of, of oil well cement. You know, you got your class A, class C, uh, which is mainly for like, you know, your, your surface casings, which, you know, you can also use type one or type two um which are kind of basically the same thing. Um I don't know the actual chemical composition, but uh with what I do know is type 1 is cheaper than class A. Okay. <laughs> and you know and and you know what they say you get what you pay for, but not to say that's a bad cement. It just uh but you know economically, you mm-hmm. know. Uh then you got your, you know, like class G, uh class H cements which are um you know good you know for deep for deeper depths and things of that sort your your production your production cements and i there's there's class j but i've never actually seen it myself usually usually any company they've got their own name for a certain blend so i don't i don't ever actually see what kind of cement they're uh they're they're using but general rule of thumb is like okay it's production so i'm you know class h cement but you not know, i you know, as long as it mixes, that's what I'm worried about. Um, yeah, depending uh, depending on the uh, on on the well design and the application, whatever the, whatever the whatever the customer is needing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, I've never I've never been good at, at designing cements. So that's never really been my job. My job was not to design the cement for the customer. My job was always been to get it get it where it's supposed to be. You know. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't design you a cement, but if you but you know, you, you you hire that cement engineer to make it for you. I'll get it right where you want me to get
0: it. Right, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
1: that's that's always been my job. I'm I'm an operations kind of guy. Yeah.
0: You, yeah. Do, you
1: just you just tell me what needs to be done, and I'll get it done for you. <laughs> oh, gotcha. uh, but you know you you, you you've got um yeah you know, all all different kinds of additives that you that you can, that you can add to your cements. Um, yeah, There's um fly ash blends. Um, I completely forgot to tell you about, um, oh, gotcha. what if, uh, fly, uh, now that right there, fly ash blend is, is, you know, a 50, 50 blend or a 35, 65 blend. What that does is, uh, for say one, one sack of, uh, of cement will throw in one sack of fly ash. What that that's basically like a filler. Um, it, it, it can bring the price of your cement down. You're you're basically able to extend the uh, the the volume of your cement for you get you get more bang for your buck, so to gotcha. speak. The mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: the downside to, to fly ash blends is they're they're not designed for for heavy weight. Um, that's that's usually going to be like your your lead cements and everything where you, where you need a lot of volume, like on your on your intermediate casings where you need. You need a, you need a lot of volume to to stretch from your surface casing down to a certain down to a certain point of uh, where you, where your your tail seam is going to come up from the shoe. So
0: to okay. Speak.
1: If if I'm making any sense at all. Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> I'm following in that one. <laughs> I,
1: I, I I know what I'm looking at in my head, but trying to express it in words. Yeah, you know? this is this is one of those topics
0: that's kind of hard to you know get, word get the, words the picture difficult. imagery across. <laughs>
1: Right, you know, if, if I if I had a whiteboard and a and a marker, that'd be and a camera, that'd be perfect. But yeah, <laughs> um, like I said, that's that's the the advantage to fly ash blends is that they'll extend your cement for for less money.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: you know, you you can't use that for your tail cement, or like I, or you can, but it's not meant for
0: right the integrity.
1: A you know, um high temperature high compressive strength kind of thing.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. So, um, but um what else was there? Um now you know like I said, additives it it, it gets crazy. You now you got accelerators, you got retarders, you got um you know uh, sand. Uh, it's it's all about just what what the what the customer needs for that certain well design, and like I said, engineers and coordinators deal with that. I don't, you know, I'll get mm-hmm. I might get there someday, but you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I like mixing cement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and
0: you can get even fan, real fancy stuff, there you can you can really deck out cement jobs. So there, that could be a, an entire episode in and of itself. Um, right. Another thing you had, I uh, just kind of want to hit on. Uh, was, you mentioned foam cementing. Um, let's kind of hit on that and then let's, let's go into the operations uh, like you'd be running a job and kind of walk through that with us. But yeah. So what's your, what's your, what's foam cementing?
1: Foam cementing is, is, is nitrogen injection into the cement that I am mixing on the unit. I I will mix, you know, whatever cement that is going to be injected with nitrogen at, you know, whatever the design is, you know, 16, four, something like that. And I'll, and I'll send it down whole.
2: Okay, that's pounds per gallon, in, right? Uh,
1: yes, pounds per gallon. I'm sorry. Um, wh- where at a, at, a certain point in my line that I've got rigged up to the rig itself, n- uh, nitrogen unit will be rigged into my line. And they, and according to whatever rate, however fast I'm pumping my cement, they will, they will, they will match whatever standard cubic foot um, they need to, to for for. Uh, They'll 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 match my rate for for whatever the the percentage of foam, so to speak, nitration. Um, I've I've done foam cementing jobs. It's been it's been a long time, and I didn't do a whole bunch of them. But, mm-hmm. but what's uh, the what, what's the application
0: what, uh, for this?
1: Uh, foam foam cementing. What that does is it basically reduces the the hydrostatic head of that cement. So you know, I've got that sixteen four. 16 four cement, but if I've got a, you know, a 9,000 foot tall column of it, you know, um,
2: that's
1: that's that's quite a bit of weight. And if if the we- if the formation can't handle that weight,
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: just going to break down. At, at anything over, you know, 14-5 or 15 pound, that's when that's when foam cement can come in, and it reduces that hydrostatic head. So you still get the compressive strength of that cement without, you know, being detrimental to the uh, to the formation. And, and, you, and right. you see a you see a lot of that like you know, where like weaker formations are at, like up in the Appalachians, um, you know, Oklahoma area. You know, you don't you hardly ever see it where I'm at because it, I don't know what it is about the Haines, Hainesville rock, but that is some hard rock right there, mm-hmm. and it it, it it can it can it can withstand. Quite a bit of abuse, and uh, now um, apart from foam cementing, there's a, there's another application of cementing that I've never actually seen done myself. But they use what little, basically microscopic glass beads, and that gets very very expensive, but it pretty much does the exact same thing. It, it reduces the hydrostatic head of your of your of your heavyweight cement, and with what I understand about that is it's it could be a pain to pump it's with what i'm told is you have to mix it volumetrically which is basically um you know greek to me at that point Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i've I've never i've never mixed i've never mixed it uh, and i've just got a passing knowledge of it Uh, but it's something i heard i was like oh that's pretty neat you know
0: yeah yeah absolutely it's good to have the the awareness of this and, and sake of time, I definitely want to leave this plan time to, uh, to go through the operations kind of, as you've kind of outlined it, like, you know, from, uh, prep to dispatch to everything on site, you kind of want to start running us through that.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, so whenever, uh, you know, a customers uh, is drilling ahead and everything like that, they've kind of got an idea what you know, they, you know when they when they when they drill a well, they've got the whole well design, things of that sort. You know, mm-hmm. and with you know the advent of the MWD tools and all that, they can kind of you know gauge what what the well is doing. You know, because get temperature readings, this and that. Um, like I said, engineers and coordinators get involved on that, and they'll they'll design a a, a slurry for the customer. They'll get an idea of how much volume they're going to need. Um, and, and that could change with, with various customers cause they, before, before we even get approval to load that, they may want to run a, a caliper log with wireline so they know exactly how much volume they need. Okay. But you know, I'm, I may be jumping ahead of myself on that one, <clears throat> but so we, we've, we've got an idea of, I, I'm just going to go with a, uh, with the production job.
2: Yeah. That's we'll just fine.
1: We'll go with that. Um, we, we've the uh, the customer approached us. You know, th- this is what we need. Okay, the engineer's going to look over everything. Okay, yeah, you need this, this, and this, and this. You know, okay, so we'll make a field blend of that slurry down the bulk plant. They'll 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 make a little hundred sack field blend. They'll take They'll leave out like the retarders or accelerators or whatnot. But you are know, like your your sands or what have you, they'll they'll have in there and they'll they'll make that little field blend, they'll grab a sample of it, they'll take it to it in to the to the lab that we have in house or wherever lab they they go with. Okay. And they'll they'll start they'll start testing the the slurry as designed using using parameters that are that are given to us by the customer if they need a and what they're trying to do is they're trying to trying to figure out what the pop-off point is going to be what the compressive strength of that cement is going to be you know as as we like to call it they're trying to figure out where that right turn is going to take um yeah. that's that's you know that's that's what we mean by the pop-off point that's the right turn it's usually uh, what what they call 70 bc 20 15 plus years of cementing, and I still never really understood the whole right turn in 70 bc seven years as a supervisor gotcha. but but uh okay so so all that all that's done everything looks good customer says all right you go ahead and you go ahead and start loading this job you know so they'll figure out how much cement they're gonna need um, we go by you know cubic footage and sacks for this point so I'm gonna need I'm gonna need three field bins and and storage bins will change from company to company some use silos some use um, four tier four potted, um, Field bins, which are about forty, they're, they're basically single axle trailers with four, um, with four pots, about four hundred twenty cubic foot a piece. Oh,
2: okay. and they,
1: they so sixteen hundred eighty um, cubic foot. Uh, or yeah, it, so so we'll okay, we're gonna need three three of these bins spotted because we're we're gonna need quite a bit of cement, you know so they um, <clears throat> employees will you know an employee will go and start setting up that equipment get it spotted and he may stay there to load it you know this this is what the cut co- this is with the company that I'm with so
2: mm-hmm. this is this
1: is how we do it um, and the bulk plant will start loading up the uh, we'll start loading up the trailers and everything they'll they'll load the job and then at that point' it's loaded. It's ready to go. We're just, we're, we're waiting on the customer to call us. So, all right. They're running casing. They're, 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 they're ready for trucks. They'll give us a call. Usually they give us about a four or five, six hour call out, sometimes eight hours. It it all depends, you know, Hey, I plan to be on bottom about this point, you know, have trucks here, have trucks here at such and such time. Then Mm -hmm. that's when dispatcher will actually start calling the, start calling the crews out. I'll re- I'll be sitting at the house, I'll receive the phone call, I've got an hour to get to the yard. I head to the yard, I load up in the truck, get all my stuff loaded, get all my food and everything, and I'll pre trip the truck, I'll check out my pump, make sure everything's good to go. You know. And then you know, from from there, you know, once 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 the supervisor's ready to go, once we're all ready to rock and roll and head out to the location, that's when we'll start mobilizing equipment. Mm-hmm we'll get lo- we'll get to location and then we'll we'll figure out how we're gonna have to spot up our equipment it, and it and it varies from job to job it could be as something as 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 small as one cement pump and one bulk truck which is just that it's it's, it's a it's a two potted trailer that's that's hauled behind a uh haul behind a an 18 uh, an wheeler with product already in it low volume jobs what have you okay your little your little squeeze jobs, um, or it could be anything to, you know, multiple pieces of equipment, a lot of field bins, you know, two cement pumps, um, one to two batch mixers, two both. I mean, like yeah, you know, you're you're talking about a lot of equipment, and you know, I've I've personally dealt with. With something like that, multiple pieces of equipment on on locations where you could barely turn a little Mini Cooper around, <laughs>
2: oh, and <man. laughs> and it,
1: and it, and it, and it gets hectic. I mean, it's it's one of those where you know, That's that's why we can adapt and overcome. You know, we just we just figure out a way to get it all shoved in there, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll, you know get to get to rigging up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll we'll arrive on location, figure out how we got a spot up, and we'll rig up. Ring up as much as we can because if they're running casing, we can't get too close to the uh, to the v door, you know, safety reasons, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so then we'll we'll prime up our equipment. We're we're all ready to go. We're basically gonna we're gonna get to the point where where the where the rig doesn't have to wait on us. You know, now the rig's on bottom. They're gonna they're gonna circulate either through our cement head or through their. Through their tool up on the up on the floor, what have you? Get the well prepped, get it cleaned, get the mud stabilized. At that point, if we've got to build our spacer, you know, and you know, like I said, I'm going to go off of a production job. If we're if we're having to build our spacer, so that could take anywhere between 20 minutes to an hour, you know, because what we're gonna we're gonna mix that 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 Bayrite spacer on the unit itself, then we're gonna pump it over to the uh, to the blender especially if we're having to use like liquid additives. Okay. Um, which is basically emul- a, um, you know, emulsifiers and surfactants. Basically it just turns it into a high powered soap. Was the, is the you blender know,
0: the same as the the batch mixer or is that two separate? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the exact same thing. It's, okay. it's, um, you know, uh, we, we call it a batch mixer at one of my old companies. We call it a blender here. I mean, it's, it's an interchangeable word. So gotcha. I
0: mean, gotcha. you know,
1: uh, but um so we've, we've got we've got the uh the the spacer all mixed up ready to go now we're just waiting on the rig and like i said you know it they could take anywhere between 30 minutes to to circulate depending on the job like a little small surface job they're just going to get like a little bombs up or something like that so mm-hmm. i've seen i've seen them take several hours you know eight to twelve hours to a well because they just kept getting gas and kept getting gas and you you don't really want to cement with uh, if your well's still getting gas back you know oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah it, it 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 could it can make a mess and it, it it's not fun but mm-hmm. so so the rig's ready to go they they circulate all the gas out the wells nice and stabilized we'll go up there we'll have a safety meeting we'll go over the pump schedule of what we're doing you know you know m- make sure there's no last minute changes cuz there's always last minute changes <laughs> you know because it's the oil field, you know nothing yep, can go according yep. to plan. <laughs> um, then we'll then we'll swap our line over, or we'll rig up our head, what have you. Then we'll go ahead and start our job. You know, we'll pump our pump our spacer, pump our cement. Then we'll displace it, and everything's good good and done. We you know we bump plug, um, and I'll expand on this again. You know, we're, we're good. Customer says you're good. Go ahead and rig down. We rig down, we leave, and we, you know, go go catch a nap or go home or what what have you. um, um it's it's not as exciting as as uh, as fishing and all that, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's 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 um it's it's just part it's just part of, it's just part of the. Uh, another service line in the oil field you know yeah yeah I mean, absolutely. It, it, it's what i know i've been doing it for a long time i don't i don't i don't know how uh, how those uh how those tool hands party or nothing like that you know I, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no we could we could we couldn't do a lot of things if, if we didn't have cement and, and good cement jobs So it's definitely a very crucial part of of the overall well design um another thing so whenever you're talking about um pressure testing um after oh, oh pressure testing, do do you guys pressure test stuff after the job, or is it pretty much? Um, you you guys are really have um, to pressure test once it's pumped, do you? Besides the, the drilling, no, room, no, well, testing you know, the
1: shoe. Well, no, like as far as pressure testing the shoe, testing the shoe, no, that's that's usually the rig that does that. You know, after we've after we've set, you know, the surface casing and all that, you know, our our, our rule of thumb is usually we'll we'll recommend to the customer, hey after we bump plug and we rig down you know wait at least 12 hours before you start drilling again you know just to just to give that cement a chance to to set up properly you know 12 mm-hmm. to 24 hours
0: you know okay if
1: they that's what we recommend yeah you can
0: yeah. do whatever you want <laughs> for you know, sure
2: it's your well and like, but, like we said but, at the
0: beginning of this some of that goes back to regulatory bodies and, and how much time they actually have to you know, have before they set up and before they come off of it, uh, from with the rig or move on to the next well and that kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. And and I mean, yeah, after we have like, after we've, you know, um, after we've set surface or intermediates or what have you, they'll go down there. They'll go down there and they'll, they'll test against the shoe. And if the shoe's holding solid, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll keep on drilling. Not most of the time they do. Sometimes they don't. Um, but, you know, and if, and if for some reason they, they test a the shoe and they've got, they've got a leak somewhere that, you know, they're, they're not able to hold pressure. We'll go out there and do what's called a shoe squeeze. We'll just that they're, they're basically tied into the shoe itself. And we'll just pump cement and, mm-hmm. and, and squeeze cement into that shoe and, you know, let, let, let it sit there for a little bit. They'll test it again. And if everything's good, they'll keep on drilling, you know.
2: Yeah, there's, there's
1: there's there's multiple applications that you can use with oil, with oil well cementing, and you know it's like like you said, and of course I'm going to toot my horn because I've been doing it. <laughs> it's it's a very very critical uh, application. You know, cementing is a, yeah. kind of a kind of a big deal. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. One thing we didn't hit on, uh, I, don't, I don't think too too hard, is just the the reason why we have different slurries or different compositions of, of cement that we run at different times. Uh, whenever you're whenever you're pumping the job right and, and does does most of that come back to um, the different formations that the the cement is going to cover and some can't take as much hydrostatic pressure than others and is that pretty much the the reason we have different slurries for one job
1: yeah for the most part um you know you you're, you don't want to use a a class H you don't want to use a a class G or class H cement for your surface pipe one because it's expensive and two um those are those are designed for those cements usually withstand a little bit more heat Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um and they they'll they'll take they'll take longer to set up or something like that but uh it's uh the the cement design is based around the the well formation itself what what's down there so to speak you know the same the same production cement that I pumped or the production cement that I pumped over there in West Texas might not work over here in East Texas, more than likely won't work here in East Texas and vice versa. Mm -hmm. It depends on your temperatures and, and, uh, and your pressures and things of that sort, you know, uh, what kind of muds being used, um, all, all that, all that kind of fun stuff Gotcha. as far as
2: I know.
0: Yeah. And so pretty much, um, just to kind of wrap this up and kind of pull it all together, um, so we talked about how, how operations normally go and, and touched a little bit on a little bit on the design and some of the functionality right the different types of cement um, can you just talk for you know a couple of minutes on, on just operational issues so I guess common things that you might see on a, a cementing operation or well not hopefully not too common right but I guess some of your more common um, issues like what a pump goes down or something just kind of how you handle that
1: uh, so, our biggest common issue that we actually do see quite a bit is um, we'll, we'll get poor um poor bulk flow coming from the uh coming from the the storage bins or from the bulk chuck, and that could just be you know poor maintenance it could be it could be a number of things um and usually sometimes like that is with with a situation like that you just kind of have to you have to basically milk it and pump slow um as as much as that you know stinks because you know, I'm I'm one of those. I want to get the job done as quick as I can. Yeah, I want to get it done right, but I want to get it done as quick as I can because, especially in the summer, it gets hot up there on, on that on that pump. And mm. you know, like I said, this fat boy don't like hot weather. Uh, <laughs> you know, other, other other issues we we can we can run into. Um, um, I, I actually I've actually had this happen a few times with with other employers that I worked at um bridging off um you know in a situ- in a situation like that if, if the well bridges off on you there there's really nothing you can do um you could try to pump around it pump past it but sometimes it, it, you know um the best way to avoid any kind of any kind of mechanical issues as far as your equipment goes is you just you just have to maintain your equipment um cement pumps are notorious are notorious for being high maintenance. They're basically like sports cars, you know, <laughs> uh, but they, they, if you take care of them, you know, you, you, you baby them you take care of them the 99% of the time they'll, they'll run like a champ. You just have to take care of them. But if you, if you've got a poorly maintained piece of equipment, it, it's going to, it's going to break down. On you and usually when, when something breaks down on you, it's at the worst possible time. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and, but to to alleviate any kind of any kind of um, pump issues, a lot of, a lot of customers request a backup cement pump, you know, in in case the primary pump does go down, you go to the backup pump and and, um, and and finish the job out, you know, um, you know, so, sometimes if you're if you've got a you know one one cement pump and like I said doesn't you know you 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 could you can baby those pumps as much as you can, but sometimes stuff's just going to happen that's out of your control. If you get to a point where you've only got one pump or two pumps, but you cannot finish the job, like you like you're halfway through cement itself,
2: mm-hmm. you actually have to
1: circulate the cement out of the hole. You have to order more cement. You have to fix your equipment, or get new or get other equipment out there,
0: mm-hmm. and you have to mm-hmm.
1: start over. And that's a, in, that's NPT from hell. That's that's phone. That's uncomfortable oh, phone yeah, calls
0: for sure. Better, better than destroying awkwardly. a well, though.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, you know, it could be anywhere between eight to thirty-six hours before you know of NPT time. You know, thirty-six is, is is really exaggerating it, but I have seen it. You know, but you know, so, like I said, sometimes things just happen. I've I've been on one where just something we went from a lead to a tail, or lead cement to a tail cement, and this was. Let me back up. How I've how I've stated that every cement job is critical.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I this this comes from personal experience. I've had more job issues on small surface jobs than any other kind of job oh,
2: really?
1: out, of, out of out of my top 10 worst cement jobs I've ever I've ever had to do I want to say about seven or eight of them were oh it's just a small surface pipe and that's the reason why is because you will you'll, you'll see that mentality oh it's just a small surface pipe if you treat that small surface pipe like that height that that high dollar critical production casing you know uh, it's, it's all mindset, but
2: mm, gotcha. so
1: I was, I was, I was, I was doing a, a sur- uh, a little thousand foot surface job for a customer and we went from the lead cement to the tail cement and that's where everything went to hell in a handbasket. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the mixing system, um, packed off and mm. we actually shot, we actually shot water back into the bulk truck. And I mean, just, it was it was a big mess. We, I knew right then and there, I wasn't gonna be able to finish the job. Mm. There was, no, there was no way. I only had one cement pump, two bulk trucks, and I shot water into, into the, into the truck, <laughs> into the bulk truck that I was out of. Right there, it's like, you know, I went, I ran to the customer. I said, "Hey, I've got, we've got to swap over to you. We've got to circulate out. We're having issues." Blessedly, I've, I've worked with this customer several times before. He, he didn't, he didn't stop me to, you know, he wasn't trying to ask me nine, nine million questions. He said, oh, "Okay, go do it." You know, once we got got the rig circulating it all out, got the pump cleaned up, and I went and talk, talked to him, told him what was going on. He says, "Okay, no, no problem." You know, <laughs> that's that's where that's where having you know having a good reputation comes in. If you've worked with the customers
0: yeah. multiple times, yeah, and, you know, you,
1: you never had big issues. They're they're more likely to forgive.
2: But mm-hmm.
1: you know, we we, we, we wound up um, getting more cement, another pump out there, and we we actually got the job um, done before. Uh, before the sunset i mean we we started the the first attempt started probably about i want to say nine o'clock in the morning and we were actually rolling off that location probably i want to say about seven seven that night so i mean Mm -hmm. it you know uh, a bad situation got turned around pretty quick Mm -hmm. and 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 the funny thing is, is you know even though we had to circulate out and start all over the customer was Tickle pink with my performance, my crew's performance,
0: and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's and probably the honesty out. of that too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, I, I've i never been one to, to to try to blow smoke up someone's butt about things that. So I was like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> yeah. When you're, you when know. you're when your rig uh, when when you have to circuit out, circulate it out with a rig, uh, where does the the returns go from from circulating that out? Is, is it good that the pit the mud pits on the rig or no, the, the, if you,
1: hopefully you've got if in a situation like that, hopefully you've got an actual reserve pit where they can just dump that cement over into the into the reserve pit. Otherwise, you're going to start filling up the open tops, and you know <laughs> that's that's not fun. But yeah, you it's it's not going to go back into the into the active mud system. Yeah, because it's it's, it's cement. You don't want to. Yeah, deep.
0: for sure. Yeah. So so, do you guys add I've, add stuff to it so it I've, don't set in the in the, the tanks or anything?
1: I. I've I've seen that happen. Um you know? <laughs> uh, sugar uh, sugar uh, will keep cement from setting up.
0: Gotcha. And, and what, what is it? Salt that sets it quicker.
1: It it, it depends on the percentage. <coughs> salt either acts as an accelerator or, or acts as a retarder. It all depends on the percentage. I can't for the life of me re- remember <laughs> which one is which. But there's a there's a large gap where salt is neutral and it doesn't do anything to, gotcha. uh, to
2: <laughs> like yeah.
1: I said, I, the life of me, I cannot read, cannot remember what, which one is was because it's been, oh, three years since I've actually supervised the cement job. Gotcha. So,
0: gotcha.
2: It's been yeah. over three
0: years. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I knew uh, sugar did something, but I couldn't remember if it accelerated it or retarded it. It's kind
2: of completely retarded.
0: It. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
1: And 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 what's funny is a, is a can of Coke will 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 mess up some cement
0: too because it's
1: a lot of sugar.
0: You know? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, wow.
1: Yeah. But uh, But yeah, I mean, like a lot, of, like a lot of, of jobs where we know we're going to get cement to surface, or they're going to reverse out some stuff or whatnot? They want us to bring a couple hundred pounds of sugar and fifty pound bags, and we sell it to them, and and they'll they'll just start dumping sugar into the cellar or wherever they're getting cement back, you know. Because, like I said, it keeps from setting up, and they get back trucks out there to clean it up or they can wash it away into the pit, what have you. you
0: know? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. There,
1: there, there, there's methods to the madness.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely definitely a lot of good material uh, for this episode, and I know there's a ton more that we could cover. Um, but is there anything else that you know you just want to tack on here at the end uh, before we wrap up?
1: Oh, um, not not really. I mean, I, I'm on LinkedIn, but. I don't, I don't ever use it. So,
0: <laughs> Gotcha. So you can, you could try I mean, to add yeah. him as a friend, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll see the notification. Okay. Yeah. I'll go ahead and connect. I mean, but, yeah. uh, not, nah, I mean, you know, you, you could, you can, you can message me through LinkedIn and whatnot. If you've got any more questions about, about oil field, same thing, I'm more than happy to, um, more than happy to, to discuss it. Cause you know, I, I enjoy talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's big,
0: and, been a big part of your life for a while. So. Definitely a good wealth of of knowledge. So, yeah, more than welcome back on the show at any time. If you've got uh, more you want to hit on, uh, we'll we'll coordinate that out. But, yeah, if you guys have questions, feel free to reach out to him. Uh, But, yeah, thanks so much for for taking the time out of your your evening uh, to be on the show and to be one of our our guests. Uh, I appreciate it so much, and this has been a pretty good, beneficial topic. So, thank you.
1: Yes, sir. (laughs) I've enjoyed
0: it absolutely well thank you guys and uh thanks to all of our listeners and again as i as i commonly mentioned please feel free to, to leave us a review uh leave us a, a comment a suggestion um also something i've been i've around with in my mind uh, is maybe making this uh, there are platforms out there that that we can actually do a podcast live and actually field questions, uh, from an audience. So if that is something that interests uh, the, the listeners as a whole, uh, please let us know. Uh, we can always try to maybe coordinate something like that in the future when we uh, record podcasts. So feel free guys to, to throw us out any comments or suggestions. I look forward to, to seeing those, but yeah, thanks so much for, for listening guys. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care.